If you're a Chelsea fan, you have got to be listening to this episode of A Pitch Invasion because I'm not sure exactly what was going on with your keeper and your goalkeeper and your coach rather but uh, we got to try and dissect that and uh, by we I say uh, or rather I mean myself Loazi Zikubu Hola Makwaza as usual coming in like Roy Keane on Patrick Vieira in 2000 I'm still on top of the table, Emeka. Oh my gosh. You're surviving every week. That's lit- no, 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 every no, no. week. It's, fine. it's like literally survival for living. Emeka, I think, I think we, Ola and I will probably agree to this. Goodness the beginning gracious. of the end has started for you guys. So, you know what? Savor. Look, at, and that's what happens when we start talking about you know, Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? You played against the hospital must, 11 and you they still must savor win it. that game. They must, you guys must savor the, the, the moments you spend at the top of the table because there they will come casual, to an end very soon. at Old Trafford. It wasn't Manchester United. It was a casualty ward FC. But we'll touch on that game. We'll touch on that game because I guess in many ways it, it, it took away what, what happened took away from uh, you know how it had been built up and everything. But uh, we're going to start with uh, South African football uh, in the AFSA Premiership and uh, I think we, we spoke last week about how big a week that was going to be for for the league. And uh, in many ways, well, I think perhaps Orlando Pirates the biggest winners uh, of that week in terms of collecting four points. I feel like a sucker because last week I said, if Pirates do not beat Super Sport, <laughs> right, it's <laughs> over. The league is over. Yeah. However, there was a caveat that I threw there because I said, if one of the teams do win and Pirates don't win, yeah. you know, I rule Pirates out. And the permutation actually came out that both those teams drew and Pirates won. And, you know, teams also drew over the weekend. So I think Pirates, that win, a resounding win at that, Mm. you know, they... They've kicked, you know, they, I wouldn't say kickstarted, but, you know, they've uh, renewed their interest in the title. Because it's been a while since since we've seen Pirates actually perform like that and play like that. Yeah, uh, second, they, they're back to second. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. I mean, so it was, was good to see them again. And I saw a tweet mentioning that, it, and uh, as a Chiefs fan, I had to agree that when Pirates do get into gear, even as a, a hater, you have to agree that they play some really good football. I mean, they really played good football. I mean, I think uh, two of their goals, you know, was something that you would uh, attribute to, like sort of like that Brazilian flair yeah. style of football, one-twos, uh, a, a lot of skill. And, you know, that's what you want. I mean, as South African fans, I mean, we we thrive on skill yeah. and that sort of play. So, you know, Pirates really played, um, really outplayed Amazul in every facet. And I think the other thing for me that was interesting was that we got four goals. Oh, know, is, is this we? Are we back to we? Are we back know? to we now? Ah, uh, yes, we're, we're there again, <laughs> you know. And four goals is really a, a treat in South African football. You yeah. know, I mean, there are some weekends where you get four goals across three, four games. So <laughs> That's true. You know, if one team scores four goals, you've got to celebrate that. And they're back in the title hunt. Mm. And I mean, I, I said this last week as well. You know, I, I know I'm going to Chiefs now, but the, the Chiefs draw had Chiefs that won that game. How interesting is that? There would have been seven points of um, Vitz at the top. Is, I yeah. know Sundown still have games in hand, but it just shows how crazy this absolute Prem season has gone because no team has actually gone through a sustained period mm. where you can say they've had a stranglehold on, you know, uh, being title favorites or, or, or first place. And, you know, w- w- with the loss sort of uh, games um, coming out now, I know Chiefs still, I think Chiefs still have Vitz and Sundown. So play, yeah. they could decide the title with those two games. I really think it's going down to the wire this year. And as for Pirates, you know, like I said, uh, they're still in uh, African um, football. Mm. So I think they might have to make a decision to say, guys, because remember, they don't have that luxury that Sundowns had with the squad side. Yeah. They might have to say, guys, 
is it worth it going for this title or that title? You know, which one can we actually say we can knuckle down and, you know, put all our eggs in one mm. basket? And, and, I mean, Sundown's games in hand now don't yeah. mean much when, uh, two, they, when two, you can't win them. Two games in hand now for Sundowns. And I'm glad you touched on them because, Emika, I wanted to ask you, where does it leave Mamelodi Sundowns? Yes, they've got two games in hand, but they've drawn these two that they've played in a, a big week where had they won them, they'd be sitting top of the standings and quite comfortable with two games in hand. But they drew both. And uh, I think maybe in both... Uh, we didn't see any signs of them actually playing well enough to actually win, especially the Vets game. They didn't really, uh, you know, give us an indication that they really want to defend this title. Listen, I was uh, last, last weekend. I was I was at both games. Mm. I went to. And funny enough, on the same day, I went I went first, first to to beat Vest and I watched the beat Vest for Sundown Sundown's game. Yeah, um, I watched I watched I watched the game to, to the uh, till about ten minutes to the end. I I, I drove to Orlando. to Orlando to yeah. see Paris uh, game, and you know watching in all. Three of them that day, Pirates looked looked like the team that 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 that, that was. I mean, they played like like they were real champions on mm. on the on the night. Um, with with Sundowns in that game, they scored early, and I just for for some reason they just couldn't push beyond uh, that team. And once Vitz got back into the game, it became um, very clear that Sundowns were going to live live without with at least a point in that in that game because it was it was a game where where they. Lost signal there. I think Emika. we might have lost uh, Imika a bit. But I, I want to touch on something that he said with um, Pirates. I think, you know, with the way they played over the weekend, you know, I, I, I look at the situation uh, with this regard that I think, you know, with the loss, I think it's eight, yeah, nine uh, yeah, games. Sorry, uh, uh, oh, Amika's back. Amika, can yeah, you hear sorry. Uh, I was saying that, that, yes, yes, I can hear you. I was saying that Sundowns, they, they look like. Like um, the, the two games in hand mean nothing to them because um, you know they, they they haven't shown the hunger to to make it count. Mm. And if they continue like this, they're going to get to a point where the pressures of the African competition will get the better of them, and then you know they they, they, they might not carry it through. I, I personally think that Cape Town City might be. Uh, the team that, that could decide that's a, this title. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point that you make because they are coming up against Sundowns. And look, Cape Town City are in great form at this moment as well. Uh, even uh, without... They don't, uh, they don't have the worries of Africa. Mm, they really don't. But uh, I mean, they'll be without uh, both Roland Pucha and Tabo Notata, two very crucial players to them for a couple of weeks due to injury. Well, but, they signed uh, that uh, former Fulham wing as well. Um recently in the week so it's going to be interesting mm. to see if that guy does play yeah but it, it, it's, a, it's a fair point that uh, with Sundowns uh, I think because I think because of of, of how well placed they are in, in, in CAF compared to Pirates Pirates still have got I think two games that they need to win yeah. to qualify Sundowns probably need a point out of the last two games or something like that um so it's, it's going to be interesting because Sundowns will probably make it through two uh the, the knockouts and then they will probably need to decide that, you know, as well. Should we put all our baskets, uh, our eggs rather, in trying to defend our title uh, domestically or are we are we trying to fight, uh, you know, uh, continentally? The other team that no, is involved in this, in this I, title I, race? I, I, think, I, I think I think both, both, um, both Sundowns and, and Paris mm. need to do well in Africa. It's, it's the only way you can you can prove that you are you are a big club in Africa. It's okay to be champions of South Africa, but yeah. you know when you when you when you have um, you know whether you like it or not, you are an African club, and 
you've got the likes of Alali and mm. Raja Casablanca and all of those clubs keeping Mazembe constantly pulling their weight in Africa and definitely um, every opportunity that they have to, to do well they have to and Sundowns have done well in the last couple of years they probably need a little bit of refreshing yeah and Emika then does that not make it advantage Vitz um, in the title race because they're still top of the standings yes they have they've, they haven't won as many as they would have liked over the past maybe month or so but they're still top of the table and you mentioned that Pirates and Sundowns need to do well in Africa if both those two teams do advance to the knockouts in uh, the Champions League will that not make it even more advantage to Vitz yeah, I mean, Vitz has all the advantage, and mm. you know, so long as they they, they keep grinding out results, um, they, they stand a chance because yeah. both Paris and, and Sundowns will be distracted uh, definitely by the Africa pursuit. There's no way they will go far in Africa and want to to leave it because uh, they they want to concentrate on the league title. Yeah. Uh, you know, the reason the reason they have big squads and experienced coaches is they are, is that they have to be able to to um, juggle the squad and. And, and do well in both in both competitions. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad you touched on the fact that they're grinding out results, Vitz, because they haven't been playing vintage Vitz football. They haven't, uh, you know, in form in any you know any sense of the word over the past couple of weeks. But they're still top of the table. Yes, yes, the gap is closing, but they're still they've top of the top table. For a while, though. And they've been on top for a very long time. I think since the start, they started the year top of the standings as well. Yeah. Uh, so from last year. Yeah. So they're still they're still there and they're about. And uh, I mean, I guess the pressure of trying to stay up there is going to be difficult, but. But um, look, if you're still top of the table going into any match week between now and the end of the season, you're doing something right. Uh, uh, let's go to let's go to Naturena. Let's go to Naturena, Ola. And uh, I was also gutted, um, and I say you know gutted as a Chiefs fan because <laughs> here here I am. I'm watching you know Chiefs uh, up against Polokwane City. Um, it was Polokwane City. Yeah. Yes, it was. And look, by all accounts, Polokwane City are a difficult team to beat. You know, whether you play them at home or away. Chiefs get a, a penalty and they take the lead, deservedly so. And then it was just as shades of 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 these. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what. Like, I think, I think that goal it took something out of Chiefs as well when they saw the replacement of the replacement concede something like that. What is going Listen, on? I'm a Pirates fan. What is going on? I'm a Pirates fan. We have 99 problems and a goalkeeper. <laughs> okay, it's as simple as that. I don't know what Chiefs are going to do going forward. They can't bring uh, oh, off the doctor's goodness. table to come in and just save the team. Yeah. And, you know, the strange thing about, um, you know, the game with Apulukwane against Chiefs, it was one of those tight games where yeah. it literally went down to a mistake. Yeah. And it was a goalkeeper's mistake. Virgil Free somewhere must be going to one of these churches at the investigation. <laughs> he's probably asking one of these pastors, hey man, you know, whatever you've got for me, I need to give it to these people. Because Pay went from a hero a couple of you weeks know? ago and then comes and, you know, with a clanger a week later. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's going on. And the other thing that I, I really found interesting with Chiefs over the weekend was that you can see that the guy's confidence is slowly coming back. And yeah. I think it stems from the derby. Ever yeah. since the derby, Chiefs have really looked like, you know, they've, they've turned the corner. And I, I, I've been a critic of uh, Middendorp over the years and even, you know, when he took over Chiefs. And I, I might be slowly starting to write an apology letter. Not yet, but we'll, we'll see how uh, it goes. Already start, still, so they, you got Dear Ernst already. Yeah, Dear Ernst. I've got Dear Ernst already, <laughs> right? Because obviously they still have the NetBank Cup to play for. Yeah. So, you know, um, I could need more than an apology. And they've got Cape Town City know? to play. And they've got Cape Town City to yeah. play. So 
I think uh, he's done something to revive Chiefs again. And he's also brought in players that were out of the wild. Mm. I mean, with uh, Solinas. And yeah. you can see the combinations are clicking. Uh, going forward, they possess a, a serious threat. And defensively, they also, you know, yeah, they, they've, they've tightened up at the yeah. back much better. So I think Chiefs... And what's interesting is that I said last week that Chiefs out of nowhere could be back in the title mm. hunt. Now, I, I think they're now nine points off Vits. Yeah. I, I think it's 38 Vits, 29 Chiefs. And which Chiefs is, are sitting there at like yeah. sixth, seventh place. Yeah. Had they won that game, they would have been seven points off the top of the yeah. table. You know, anything can happen in the in the PSLs we've seen. So it's such a strange season that we've had that a team that's sixth or something like that, you know, is in the title mm. hunt in some strange way, mathematically. Yeah. So I think the guys, are, well, the, the Chiefs... Um, fraternity uh, Chiefs fans have this habit of uh, you know they they get upset you know without having to check the log table or check previous <laughs> results I, I saw some people saying oh you know uh, Middendorp is costing us or some people are tucking in their Chiefs jerseys away they <laughs> say they're going to boycott Chiefs because I'm like guys you're nine points behind the standings before you torch another stadium just have a look at the you, you know recent <laughs> run of forms uh, form look yeah. at the next current fixtures and there's a lot to be happy about with Chiefs they actually turn the corner and you know there were a goalkeeping mistake has cost them so. how many Emika how many times has this happened though this season already and and, and I mean it's not like Kune has, you know has been injured for three months it, it's, it's been what probably a month and a half mm. But since since his injury between then and now, the number of points that Chiefs have unfortunately dropped due to goalkeeping mistakes. If 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 you were if you were you know part of that of that technical setup, what are you thinking at this moment? Because Kun is not coming back anytime soon. Uh, you've got you've got Bryce Vuma who, when he was handed a chance in the Netbank Cup, got a clean sheet. But you've got these backup keepers who are, I guess, backups to Kune and in, in Akpeyi and Freeze, and none of them are covering themselves in any glory. Well, I mean, look, it's it's it's, it's quite um, ironic that you know the moment that they have the opportunity to try and stake a claim, um, they all uh, you know fumble every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would even. Um, Say it's it's probably something that that Chiefs need to look at uh, going forward because for a long time it was always Kune and and his backup keeper never got got too much of a chance to mm. to to play regularly and 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 then of course Akpeyi has come in uh, from the cold uh, you know coming from cheaper all the way to 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 uh, to, to Chiefs he did well in the in the derby mm. and then you know the, the power kicked in I'm hoping that maybe he will. Um, you know, you know, find his his his, his right kind of composure mm. uh, whenever he gets another chance because Kune is not coming back soon, and if they don't do something, yeah, um, this this could just cost them because the, like you rightly said, they've turned they've turned the corner mm. and should actually be challenging for the title now. Yeah, you know what? And 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 I'm I'm just I'm just you know throwing throwing back a bit uh, to the good times when remember when for 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 probably ten twenty years. Goalkeeping has never been an issue for Chiefs. Remember when? When I remember a time when Bran Baloy was there, and was it Ron Fernandez's backup? Yeah. Fernandez came number one. Kuna became his backup. Kuna became number one, and we had from brilliant Kuzwayo to Riyad Peterson as our number two. So Chiefs have always been well stocked when it comes to goalkeepers. I don't know what has happened. I think, uh, I think brilliant also was. Yeah. Was brilliant was good. The, the Very time, good. The time, the time he, had, he had he had his moments. You mm. know, but you know he was he was really good. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I guess it, it just it's it's a it's also another indication of how 
uh, perhaps not as great as it should be. The, the whole who's the uh, Chiefs goalkeeper in the MDC? Brian Peterson. Why, why don't they give him a shot? I, I mean, because he's part of the first team squad exactly. as well. So why don't they give him a shot? That's I mean, a very you, you've question, got yeah. an MDC team for mm. a reason. You've got a reserve team uh, for a reason. So. Mm. If it's failed with your first choice keepers, obviously this is before Agbeyi, right? Yeah. But why not give the guy a mm. go? Uh, that, that's that's been the question. That's been the question. Why did Chiefs have to go to firstly go get Freeze to come in and then go get Agbeyi to come in when you've had uh, Bruce Bvuma and Brian Peterson for two three seasons as backup to Kune? Yeah. So what are you saying to those two young young goalkeepers, um, especially in the face of the two keepers that you brought in, not quite, uh, you know, covering, covering themselves in glory as well. So a lot to, to to ponder really for Chiefs in that department, because I think as you put it, Emeka, they've, they've cost Chiefs a, a number of points up to this point and the season is still... You know, it's about a third of the season. Of, they've cost you silverware, guys. Yeah, they Remember, have. the Chiefs are out of mm. the, you know, Kev Confit because yeah. of the goalkeeping yes. mistake. They um, th- they lost the game because of uh, another goalkeeping mm. mistake. Now they've drawn one. That's four points. And, uh, you know, uh, continental football. Yeah. And you add those four points. Like I said, they're nine points behind this, yeah. right? That's five points, you know, off the title mm. they are. And... Remember now, with the South Africa, you know, having renewed their interests in African football, yeah. you know, there's places to play for in terms of continental football. So, and a team like Chiefs, you know, maybe the Champions League spot is, is a bit too far for them right now. You know, with uh, Sundowns and um, Pirates and Vits, I think mm. that one, two, three uh, spot is between those three teams. Yeah. But, you know, the fourth place spot also means, uh, you know, continental football. Mm. And Chiefs, you know, if you look at their badge, there are no stars on there. So, you know, they, they, they might want to look at something, you know, uh, uh, deeper into the... Um, what, 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 what also, you know, what also, what also I think, I think you know, uh, before we move on, what also really uh, doesn't sit well with Chiefs fans is... You know, we've both, we've, we've all, all three of us have agreed that Chiefs have turned a corner in terms of performance. They're playing much better. And the thing is, it doesn't matter how well you play on the pitch if you're if you're not secure at the back, if you don't trust your goalkeeper, it's gonna affect the 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 you know the, the outcome of of you know your your productivity on the pitch. And we've seen again, Chiefs played really well against Bologna City at a difficult place to play. Chiefs, you know. They should should have won, perhaps. They didn't. They dropped points because of literally one mistake. And that was probably all that Akbei had to do all game. Yeah. And 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 it, it again, it just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with Chiefs fans because you know Middendorf has actually done a great job in, in, in getting Chiefs back playing the way that we know and want Chiefs to play. But the goalkeeping department is still a bit of an issue. A bit of an issue. And I say bit with a, a tongue in cheek as well. But Sunday was a, a day where, uh, Mika, all four of our under-20 hopefuls uh, that will be in Poland a little later on this year, they found out who exactly they'd be facing. And I'm going to start with South Africa because uh, an extremely difficult group in Portugal, Korea, Argentina as well, uh, Group F. And uh, I mean, based on, on what we saw in the, the, the AFCON under-20s, where I think South Africa scored just one goal, uh, one outfield goal, it doesn't quite uh, give us a, a, a lot of confidence that uh, they will be getting out of that group. No, they, they need to work hard because um, uh, I think the teams like Portugal, Argentina, Brazil, uh, these countries always work, work very hard on, at, at youth well level. And, 20s, yeah. and technically, 
you know, things like goal scoring and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's where they, they excel the most. And that's why a lot of their strikers end up in mainstream clubs in Europe. But mm. um, the problem with South Africa, we, we saw also in the tournament, was their inability to score. Yeah. Or otherwise, I, th- I thought they played very well. And um, there, there's, there's, there's room for them to try and, and work work on that if before before the, the tournament starts. Mm. They, they might be able to get get some some needed help um maybe they need to they need to 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 hire benny mccarthy and sean bartlett you know it wouldn't <laughs> hurt to them. work with the boys it really wouldn't, wouldn't hurt, them hurt them at all and maybe take yeah. maybe take one of those two uh, because it's going to be off season yeah. so take one of those two to to the world cup and uh, you know it yeah. really wouldn't help to have them there because i remember and i'm trying to compare this squad uh, to the the one of two years ago and Look, without without you know taking anything away from this current squad, they've qualified for the World Cup, so they've done something right. But there's yeah. there's, a, there's a, a gulf in in in, in I don't want to say ability, but in class uh, between the squad of two years ago was really yeah, talented, was extremely ago, they were, talented. They were, they were really good. They were really good. You know, uh, you talk to now, who's 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 now Rivaldo. you know Rivaldo Kutsia, You know, uh, Pagamani Masambi yes didn't go to the Cup because he was injured. There's Singh, Luda Luda Singh. You know, uh, Grant Magaman. These are these are guys who are mm-hmm. playing regular football. And the big yeah. issue uh, with this squad, this under twenty squad that has uh, you know sort of developed after the under twenty World Cup, is that a lot of them aren't playing first team football. A lot of them are playing no. either MDC or playing NFD. So, Ola. Uh, in, in that in that sense, how much hope can they have uh, going to the World Cup? You know, to be honest with you, this group, when I saw it, I, you know, I was actually watching the draw live and we were the very last team. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, gosh, there's still that group F open. And I'm like, oh, no, don't put us there. Because if you all remember, you know, Argentina under 20 World Cup, mm. they take that seriously. Yeah. Okay, that's where the Pablo Aymas, yeah. the Sergio Agueros, the Lionel Messi's of this that's world. That's where that, they came this from. This is where they made their mm. names. So at Portugal with the Luis Figos and Ronaldo's and so forth. So this is the tournament where you could see, you could run into the next Messi, the yeah. next Luis Figo. Um, Korea, they're the next Park Jisoo. <laughs> so, you know, we have to look at this tournament and say to ourselves in the, in the greater context, you know, what are we going to do about this team going forward? Yeah. Because, the issue we've had in South African football is the progression, or let me just say the graduation of our players from 17, 20, Bafana. Mm. The graduation process well, what's, is what's happened? It's almost non-existent. I saw, I right? saw, I saw a, a tweet uh, from, from Velile, actually, uh, mm. from Veli, from Veli, um, uh, about, about, about uh, Singh. Um, and how crucial, well, he was saying how crucial he's going to be, because, I mean, he's in pretty good form at the moment, and how crucial he's going to be for the under-23s coming up. And you just mentioned 17-20, Bafana. What has happened to our under-23s? Now, I, I'm going to get to that, right? Now, I, I'm now looking at myself and I'm thinking, Lyle Foster, mm. right? He's, what, 18, 19, yep. okay? 18, I think, 18, 19, however old he is, right? He should be the captain yep. and leading this team, mm. okay, in this World Cup. So... The point that I'm trying to make is that, you, you know, there's there's a process, you know, that South African soccer needs to examine. And it's the graduation from 20, from probably from about 17, you know, before the next tier of yeah. a professional, whether it's 20 or 23. Because like I said, in world football, you know, anybody that's 19 or 20 right now, you're either at the reserve team of the big team or you're starting mm. at a big team. So we need to yeah, address true. that in our local football and yeah. say, these guys that are in the under 20s now, what becomes of them going forward? Because I think the other problem that you know we have is we hold back our young players. And you look at the 
you know the smaller South African teams mm. from the NFD, for example, when uh, or, or, or the league before uh, below the NFD, I saw something on TV the other day that Lerato Chabango has been signed, mm. right? Or he's on trial somewhere. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, God bless Lerato Chabango. Nothing against the guy. He's he's uh, you know he's paid his dues in society, but what are we saying to these guys here when those guys keep getting chances after chances and these guys are pounding on the gates and guys give me a chance mm. and you know I, yeah, I, I i then ask myself what are we going to say to bafana in two three years time when these guys are not even getting a look in you cannot tell me that you know ever since i mean uh, sorry i, I i'm going to wrap up on this point amika you remember mkanyi seni siwash right who can forget okay that guy burst on the scene at that age with that, you know, um, uh, you know that pace, the flair, mm. and he was like what, 15 or something like that, right? And I look at Rivaldo Kutsia, right? Same yeah. story, okay? Why is it that we can name those guys because they've been so few? How come in the first team there is no 18-year-old on the bench, 17-year-old, you know, like mm. a Lyle Foster? you know, uh, waiting in the wings. Why did Monaco have to come and make us realize how good Lyle Foster was? Do you know what I mean? So that's what worries me about when I look at this team going into this World Cup and, you know, the greater picture is that the graduation of these players is just, you know, I, I don't know where Safa, you know, where they stand on that because we even now saying the under-23s, the question you mm. asked about the under-23s, you know, <laughs> To be quite honest with you, We've, the under twenty three anything team, about that. Twenty percent of this team should be in the under twenty three. Should team, be right. So for me, I, 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 I'm just confused as to why you know, we don't make these guys, you know, from under twenty. How many of them are good enough to be now under twenty three? You know, you, you know, you know, Kola, uh, and I know you wanted to come in here, and and you know, I just want to make this uh, this point about the graduation. And um, Imika, we've touched on this before on the show. Uh, you remember, you know, Zambia under twenty national team two years ago got to the quarterfinals uh, at the, at the World Cup, and going into the qualifiers for 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 the World Cup a, a year later, they had about at least five or six of those under twenties playing national team football. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and they were, and they were the main guys. They and they were the main guys. guys in that yeah. team. They, and they, 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 they were, they were, you know exactly, and that that talent. Was good enough to get past the likes of Algeria with all the the, the star-studded squad. I remember they, they beat. I yeah. watched that game. Yeah, they, they nearly they did qualify. Algeria upside down. They nearly did qualify for the World Cup with a very young squad. So, I, I don't understand what it is. I mean, you've you've been involved in, in in I guess local football for a while, Emika. Why do you think mentally we aren't we aren't opening ourselves up to that? I, I think I think it's a, it's a, it's a problem with the, with the national selectors. You know, um, one the difference between Sheikhs and uh, Baxter, for instance, is that Baxter likes to play with you know the more experienced players. Uh, he's coming in and, he, and he's kind of relied on on a lot of them. Uh, one thing that Sheikhs did was he wasn't afraid to start Rivaldo Crucia against Nigeria. Mm. You know, he wasn't afraid to, to, to. There were a lot of players. I still remember Makwaka. Um, I think that's his name. He was the junior team team captain at the time, and mm. got put into the into the Bafana team. So there were there were a lot of those those youngsters, and and you know the progress that that the team had um, with the kind of structures where the national coach, um, you know, in that instance, Sheikh had been through the, the junior team, so he knew a lot of those players, mm. and and it worked out pretty well because there was this whole progression, and I think that's also something that whoever comes after him needs to be uh, directly in, involved. 
national team at mm. all levels so that you know you're able to make those kind of progress and then coming to the clubs um i think that they sometimes um i'm, I'm not saying don't go buy foreign players or don't buy um uh, sometimes some of the big other big game players there but but look at some of those promising young players mm. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a, a very fair point that he's making, and and I'm just look I'm just looking at that squad. Are players who are not even, yeah, they are, they're going. Yeah. Mika. Yeah, there are a lot of players who are who are making it into 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 Europe without without playing in the in the PSL. Yeah, that's a can very I, good can point. Can I just uh, you know, um, Amika, I'm gonna make I'm gonna lead this into Nigeria, right? Because um. Nigeria have adopted this principle I think the best out of all the African teams in terms of the young players right they are Nigerians listen whoever's got FIFA or Pro Evolution just go to FIFA Pro Evolution <laughs> transfer market and go search how many Nigerian players there are in the world playing everywhere mm. right so Nigeria have probably set a module that I think the rest of Africa you know could follow and my question is this right in South Africa we do have a cultural clash with almost every sphere in our country when it comes to ageism mm. right in my belief in south africa we we have this cultural i don't want to say problem but i'll say cultural conflict where secession you know is a problem mm. the older generation passing down or stepping aside or moving away to give for mm. the younger guys you know we, we we still have that here when i'm fine you know that you know where hey, you young yeah. man yeah you boy kind of thing you know from the older generation and i worry and i wonder if is that not uh, you know the traces of that are they not also filtering in our sport i mean you see it in politics what's the average age of the guys in politics i'm not saying the guys should be like 31 mm. but yeah. guys are old yeah. so now i wonder <laughs> if is that you know um sort of cultural side of our country trickling into our sport where we don't see enough young coaches we don't see any young players being promoted we don't see any young referees we don't see any young administrators could that be the problem that is harming south african football because when i look at nigerian football right they're not afraid i mean go back to christian agohoa for example mm. 17 years old in the national nigerian the team yeah, yeah. with jj akocha mm. and, and all those guys right so i then ask myself and nigeria been doing that for years so today they're still yeah, doing they, have, they have been doing it so now that's my question amika in nigeria how have they you know sort of addressed that age problem mm. with you know filtering in the young guys with the older guys mm. and and you know uh, bef- uh, before you do answer that timika i'm just i'm i'm you know i'm i'm trying to think as well with 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 the the, the south african squad that again we all agreed was really talented 2 years ago uh, at the under 20 level and you know re frostler comes to mind as well you yes. know and 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 he was you know first choice at vets when they won the league but since then he's he's had to you know play second fiddle now he's had to move to chiefs um you know you got tesha smalepe who had to leave pirates to get some game time at chipper which was a shock he's doing really well now is doing well at chipper there you know commanding the midfield uh, so it's 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 an it's an unfortunate because again we 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 talk about how much talent we do have in this country and how well we do to get those talented players to the world stage but when they come back we don't give them the the platform to showcase their talent and uh, just a couple of days ago before imika do throw to you, a couple of days ago uh, there was this conversation on twitter as well about the young talent that that comes through the under 20 world cup stage and the latest being uh, rodrigo benteke who 
two years ago was playing for 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 Uruguay. Uruguay. Now he's you know bossing the midfield for Juventus. You know, as as a, a, a champion, Cristiano Ronaldo, as a champion in Italy. So I don't understand how we can't have stories like that. But uh, let me throw uh, to you, Emeka, with uh, Nigeria. Well, I mean, with, with Nigeria, one thing that they've, they've got right is is the fact that you know they've won several times at, at youth level, and sometimes some of, some of those players almost immediately end up in in mainstream football in Europe, mm. and automatically, you know, if you're if your national team coach and, and your player is playing for Man City, playing for Leicester, and playing you know uh, some of those really top clubs, uh, which you you want to give them a chance, and you know there's there's a there's, there's almost like a um, a succession system where the under 17s get promoted almost instantly to the under 20, under 20s, and then from the under 20s they, they go on to the to the national team even before they go to under 23 mm. because sometimes um you know they by then they they, they play in the 20 world cup they they snapped up by by a club and suddenly they're playing first team football and the coach wants wants as much of a um, variety as possible. If you look at the game, Bafana Bafana beat Nigeria in in Uyo. A lot of those those players were they were, they were mostly the, the the youngsters. And if you look at them now, um, you're talking less than two years. A lot of them are they've matured because they they got that opportunity. And 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 that's come to come back to what um, I said earlier about not giving the, giving the youngsters a chance. Yeah. With with South Africa, you know, you, you still have a situation where it's almost like you know you have to wait for your turn and and sometimes the guys get frustrated and then they're not getting regular football and then they drop in in in, in their form uh with nigeria you, you 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 know there's always that opportunity where if somebody is injured and a player takes his place then it's a problem I mean, like victor moses said he was he was quitting the team all of a sudden samuel Kalu from bordeaux and then there's this two crazy guy from from uh, Villarreal in, in 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 during the game in the, the recent game at, at FMB, he was on the bench. You know, if, if he plays, he he's not going to want to let let go of his position. There's Moses Moses Simon also in La Liga who missed out of the World Cup with injury. You could, you could so literally, you could literally go on for the whole day. That's how much. That's how much. Yes. Young talent that Nigeria. Too much. And, yeah. and people people talk about about. Um, um, age and all that. These these guys, this particular generation of Nigerian players, they're really young because a lot of them never played in Nigerian league. Most of them from under seventeen. So, they so get, you're, you're guaranteeing that there's no Obafemi Martin somewhere there. <laughs> no, no, no. Funny enough, Obafemi Martin is still playing. He's, he's thirty-two playing. or something crazy like that. He's thirty-two or something mad. Yeah, he's still playing. <laughs> he's still playing. He's still playing regularly and earning earning good money. He's earning good money. So well, there's, 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 you know, sometimes you. Again, there's a lot that the rest of the continent and, you know, and I guess specifically South Africa can be learning from Nigeria in terms of really nurturing and making sure that you look after your young talent because we, 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 they are literally going to have to be the future of the national team. Uh, you know, at some stage, you're going to have to give them, you know, a push and, and you know, Hopefully they they swim instead of sink. But uh, you know, before we wrap up, I also want to confirm the other groups uh, that uh, will be uh, taking part at the Under Twenty World Cup in Poland. Senegal, who uh, a lot of people were were seeing as the favourites for the African title this year, they are up against Tahiti, Colombia, and Poland in Group A. So a good chance of them uh, making it through there. Uh, Mali, the champions of Africa, Panama, France, Saudi Arabia. France is going to give them a tough time, I have no doubt. Uh, but they, again, they've got a well, chance. It's a local derby, Mali. 
Italian yeah. versus France. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know that that's going to be so, you know, be fireworks. So, but they've got a chance to get through there. Uh, you know, Panama and Saudi Arabia, the other two sides, and then Nigeria, Imika. I've got Ukraine, USA, and Qatar. Also, uh, they can feel confident that should they be at their best, they can uh, perhaps make it through as well. It would be nice to have uh, more than just one team. Yeah, I mean, look, they. they um I, I mean, I would like to see all four teams. I think yeah. we've got um, um, four really good, good, talented sides yeah. going going to the, the, the tournament. Um, my worry always is is one to qualify. To kind of uh, don't focus on preparing immediately, mm. um, you know, especially with with um, you know with a few months. I, I I would think the best thing they need to do is put those guys back into some kind of training program where they, they go and play a few more games mm. and so that they can arrive at the tournament. Uh, fresh. If, if you don't do that, then you know whatever they've gained from playing six, six or seven games um, during the the qualifying rounds in Niger would, would have been lost. Um, yeah. So that's what I hope. I hope that they that they do. Um, they don't have. They're no easy groups yep. anymore. Um, you just have to prepare, and and I think that. Um, you know the way the tournament has gone. With I prefer the under twenty tournament to the under seventeen. You know, it's a mm. bit skewed because the qualifiers are done through the, the sub regions, so yeah. we don't get the best teams. But I think in this particular instance, the four teams that got to the semifinals uh, were the four best teams in the tournament. Mm. Yeah, well, hopefully they do perform well and uh, fly the African flag high. That's coming up uh, later this year. On a number of World Cups to look forward to, both on the football pitch and elsewhere as just, well. Just uh, on South Africa's group, right? You know, look, uh, Portugal, Korea and Argentina, that, that's not easy. Like uh, I said earlier, I mean, oh, the galaxy of stars that yeah. come from that group. All I hope in South Africa's case, especially for the boys, right? I hope you're listening, right? Some of you, all of you, Okay. There's an opportunity for you to turn your life and your family's life around, mm. okay? Just put in a decent performance, yeah. right? The, the result is, is, is immaterial, okay? But the performance is what's going to count. I remember when I was during the Olympics, uh, when my, um, the under-23s were yeah. the Olympic team that was there. And particularly, um, um, his name escapes me, Keegan Dolly, right? Uh, yeah. Keegan Dolly knew what was up. He knew that, listen, this is the one time the whole world gets to watch mm. me and I'm, I'm on audition. Yeah. And Keegan Dolly played his socks off. Mm. That's why he's in France today. Yeah. Okay. So to these boys, this is an opportunity for you. You know, you only have one, you only have one shot to the first impression. So get out there and just play your socks off. Do not worry about trying to be so technical. Do not worry about trying to be, you know, doing... Don't worry about trying to do the right thing too much. Yeah. And I think, you know, to me, South Africa always, and, and this is in general, this is with every sport in our country, we always play best when we actually throw the rule books away. When we're mm. like, you know what, stuff it. You know what, the All Blacks in, in, in New Zealand, we haven't beaten them in so many years. What the heck? We've got nothing to lose. Let's, Let's just, just go play. and bat them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bafana against Spain. Do you know what mm. I mean? Who cares? It's Spain. Let's just let's just go out and play. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that these boys, for their sake, you know, put in a performance that in years to come we can say, hey man, that guy, you know, played at the under twenties, yeah. and you know, there are scouts there. Of course they are. So just put in a performance, guys, and play your hearts out. That's all. Uh, in those wise. 
and encouraging words from Kola. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to cast our eyes to England and, of course, what happened between one goalkeeper and his coach. We'll be back. You are listening to the Pitch Invasion podcast, the podcast for football travelists.